I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking, a program here called The Mariner's Call. What a blessing to be with you by means of radio. I love doing radio programming. And in fact, it's a little different than just speaking to audiences of people. First of all, I can't see the response of people, so sometimes that's good. You know, in an audience of folk, when you see the people shake their head over what you're doing, sometimes you wonder if you're getting through. But those of you that listen, I cannot see you. Now, I see some of you. I do have behind the microphone here a collage of pictures. People have sent me their photos. I appreciate that. That's something personal, special to me. I'm actually looking at a person that is listening to our program at this particular time. And that sort of it sort of makes it, uh, well, I use the word personal, yes. Uh, it's something that's done. We do this in a studio, in a studio room. We're trying to do it. Uh, yes, as live as I know how to make it uh, live, but it's certainly good to have you there. Whether you're listening, morning, noon, or night, our stations air our program different times. The Mariner's Call is usually heard around the weekend period of time. It's just a blessing to have you there. Hey, if you ever like to correspond with us, you can do so if you have access to a computer. It's just F-O-M-M, and that's period, O-R-G, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. In fact, uh, if you would like, we send out a little bi-monthly publication called the CastNet. And we can send it free of charge, my friend, as far as we think about the Internet. We think about sending electronically, you know. It costs us as far as postage is concerned. But uh, we would be desirous of sending that to you. You can see what we do. Uh, catch up on us every other month. Uh, our little paper has some fishy news of information there that I think you would respond to. If we can help you, please, if you'd like to know something about us, please uh, take and correspond with us some way. In the book of Ecclesiastes. We're going to look at some wise words or some words of wisdom at this particular time. And, of course, the author of the book of Ecclesiastes is Solomon. Solomon has just finished the book of Proverbs. Solomon, some suppose that Solomon spoke his Proverbs in the prime of his life while he kept his integrity. But delivered then the book of Ecclesiastes when he had grown old. You know, the burdens and decay of old age had him speaking freely here. Between his youth and his old age, something happened. Solomon went into utter apostasy. You can see it in 1 Kings chapter 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And there during those chapters, one of the greatest things he desired to do is to finish what David, his father, so wanted to do. And that was to complete a building for God. All to have a place where God's presence could come. Now, why did David want that? David wanted that because 
He wanted to go in to where that very presence was often. In fact, David talks about many times the house of the Lord. In fact, he wanted to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He wanted to be in God's presence forever. If you ever find God's presence, find a closeness to God, nothing will take. And uh, I guess uh, compare to that experience that you have with the Lord. But what I want to do, I want to look at Ecclesiastes. I want to look at 1, chapter 1 and verse 1, chapter 2 and verse 1, chapter 3 and verse 1, 4 and verse 1. Now, I probably won't have time to do all that. But uh, let's see if we can find some things from this preacher. Uh, as far as the book of Ecclesiastes, he wrote these from his own experience and what days and years would speak. He speaks of the vanity of the world. Uh, we think about this wise man. And once again, at one time, this was the wisest. This was the most richest, the most powerful of kings on the face of the earth. And yet Solomon himself played the fool, which sometimes in our life, most of us do. Chapter 1, it says, The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in, Sol king in Jerusalem, and the man's name was Solomon. Chapter 2, verse 1, he said, I said in my heart, all right, let's see if we can get some words of wisdom. I said in my heart, go to now, I will prove thee with mirth, therefore enjoy pleasure. And I tell you, he took him a big spoonful. As far as pleasure is concerned, mirth, gaiety, amusements, merriment, laughter, hilarity, partying. Will it make me happy? Will it entertain the soul? Eat, drink, and be merry. You know, that's a global occurrence. Will it bring comfort and encouragement to the soul? And what was his answer to that? He said, and behold, chapter 2 and verse 1, and behold, this also is vanity. You know, very few people even find that out. Without God, without no relationship with the Lord, laughter and wine, houses, land, servants, cattle, gold, and he had it all. Without a relationship with God, it was all vanity. See, David found God. Solomon found things. David found God, and he was a happy man, saying praise to God always. Solomon found things, and it produced just vanity and vexation of spirit. He tried pleasures, all right? He found there was no joy. There was no comfort. It did not encourage the soul. Why? Chapter 3, verse 1, he says this, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Everything is seasonal. As the what? We think about the revolutions of every day, night and day. The wheel of nature, constant ebb and flow from one extreme to another. My friend, we can't build on this foundation. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. And what does it produce? Without God, change. You know, without God just produces travail and pain and toil and extreme labor and agony. Change, it comes so quickly. We think everything is all right. The next day, utter tragedy, you know. We had peace and we feel good today about maybe something that we've done. Tomorrow it can be taken from us for everything there's a season. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, my friend. A time to be born and a time to die. Everything is seasonal there. We go a little bit further. Words of wisdom. Chapter 7 and verse 1. Hardy says this. A good name 
is better than precious ointment, and the day of death than the day of one's birth. A good name is better than precious ointment. Kind of reminds us of the statement that he made there in chapter 22 of the book of Proverbs. Um, as far as a name is concerned, Proverbs chapter 22, a good name is rather to be chosen. Let me just read it. It says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. What about a name? Protect your name. Why did this wise man say that? Because he lost his. Solomon's life sent forth into the world a stinking savor. Solomon refused to obey the moral codes of God. Solomon lost his name. Today we talk about our testimony. You profess to know Christ? Don't lose that, my friend. Don't live like you don't know Christ. A lot of people, I've talked to some people before, and they literally just spat on the ground and they said, I thought about becoming a Christian until I seen so many people who were, who said they were. It just turned people off. Protect and guard the name of Christ. He said, why? Because of what might happen. Chapter 10 and verse 1. I wish I could get into all these chapters, and especially these first verses. He said this, dead flies. Here's an unusual statement. Dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savor. So doth a little folly. It says, him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. What? Now what he is doing, he's taking an illustration from common life. He talks about a little fly. Do you know what a fly is as far as an insect? When we were small, we called them bugs. When I was in college and took zoology, I dare not call that, that insect a bug. <laughs> we think about a common fly. This little fly little fly. Now, come up to what? A little fly. If it was to fall in a costly jar of ointment, what would happen? It'd get stuck in there. It would ruin, and it would sometimes it would breed worms. You said what? This little fly would ruin a costly bottle of ointment. So a man that has a reputation for wisdom and honor, a little folly could ruin him. A little folly could produce Immense mischief, a hasty word, sudden temper, an unguarded moment could cause ruin. One moment of pleasure could cause you a thousand woes. I need to be on guard, my friend. He said here, dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a sinking savor. So you protect, especially you call yourself a Christian, you protect that wonderful name. Just a little folly. A little folly could ruin it. Chapter 11, verse 1, he talks about an investment. He said this, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Here Solomon speaks about ministering to other people. See, carnality and sensuality is selfish. The fact of life is that investments in others or an investment in somebody else will come back. It's kind of like a boomerang. It says, for thou shalt find it after many days. The vanities of life can take meaning as we become others, how do I put it, others-oriented, you know. Then in chapter 12 and verse 1, he said, remember thou, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. The preacher here is, gives his antidote against the disease of life. 
And as far as the disease of life is concerned, if there's a love of mirth and an indulgement in sinful pleasure and a, and a crave for things, you better remember God when. When's the proper season to remember God? In the days of thy youth, the choice days, choosing the right days before it's too late. See, without God, life is meaningless. It's vanity. David found God, and it produced happiness. His son Solomon found things, and it just was bitterness of soul. He said in verse 8 of chapter 12, Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher, all is vanity. Fear God. Come to know God. Live for God. Man's happiness. God did not sow it in things. It's in the knowledge of and a relationship with and living for the Son of God. Someone said this, Be silent, my child, and in time you will see that the greatest of gifts is to get to know me. Do you know God? David found the Lord. David found a personal relationship with the Lord. Even from a very early age, Solomon, a wealthy man, sought out happiness and pleasure in things. As far as wealth is concerned, he had the wealth of the world at his fingertips. And it ended up vanity of vanities, all is vanity. He sought after things and it produced vanity. David sought God. It produced happiness. These are wise words. Be silent, my child, and in time you will see that the greatest of gifts is to get to know me. And I'm speaking of God. Do you know him as personal Savior, my friend? Maintain that relationship with him. Now until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Mon saying goodbye.